0: What
1: a great man! Wow, what a character! How, how, how good yeah, he, is it? He, um, so a bit like Aaron with his gym and all the rest of it. the Best part about what he's doing, he, like he's just bringing on the next generation, or he's trying to just get, you know, a few musicians uh, better at what they want to do. Um, yeah, there's not enough of that going on yeah, out there think, at the moment. So the more people that are like that out there, the better off we're going to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like he's been, he's been great for me, mate. Just someone to bounce ideas off. Um, good, bad, otherwise, and whether you're a musician or, or a concrete, mate, it makes no difference. You're, uh, you've always it's got awesome. life experience, and um, you know some of the travels he's done. I, I didn't, didn't mention uh, that one one story he told me was, um, you know, he talked about being over in the Europe tour and and imparting knowledge and telling kids, "Oh, no, don't do that." Well, one of their famous stories was they, they parked their, uh, their van in a clear way of all places, and. Woke up the next night. I woke up the next morning and went and got the van, and the van wasn't there, and then the whole all the gear had gone. The whole, they, were, they were ready to drive off to their next destination in Europe, and and everything had gone missing. So they uh, eventually tracked it down. But uh, um, we've got a after all this time, mate. We've got a surprise uh, guest who's finally decided it's, um, good enough, he's good enough exactly to come on. Bring him in. Yeah, an hour into the an hour into the gig, so it's fair to say this will be our little. Five minutes ledge fest because he'd want to have a pretty good reason of why he hasn't joined us, and then we'll we'll cover off the same things we did. We asked Rusty before, um, so yeah. Without uh, without mate, further you have, ado,
1: make sure get the muzzle on, cars though, because uh, the matchsticks are in his eyes will have to be there too. Bit bit past yeah. his bedtime there.
0: Yeah? Absolutely nine o'clock. I think uh, yeah, he definitely should be in bed. Glenn, how are you, mate?
2: <laughs> oh, how are my mate? After that, you're bag you too, are you?
0: just you know we normally said we're going to keep this to 45 minutes to an hour you made sure you came on after an hour just so you delivered your best stand-up routine so i can't say too much i can't say too much your mum might critique
2: me again mate so i'm trying to keep it for you like yeah
0: that's right you gotta you (laughs) got high standards she she doesn't watch after an hour mate so you're pretty safe i think i'm
2: good then um Hello Alan.
1: So, I'd love to see your smiling face, mate. It is, mate. What's the uh is your technology okay? You sort of dropping in and out. Montmorency's starting to uh cave in again, is it? The rocks are falling across the road or what's happening I there, know. mate? You just just I love it.
2: I love it. it falling in. You, you turn on Montmorency and the only time you've been here, mate, you made it a worse place than what it was. Very poor so, Not that that's, a, that's all good, mate. All good. Things are well.
0: You're, uh, you're welcome anytime over this side of the fence, buddy. Um
1: Hey, don't forget your <laughs> epping trip at the start of next year, guys.
0: Yeah, Eric, exactly. You've um, gotten speaking of uh, body revival, that's going to be the place uh, where Glenn's going to find <laughs> himself with a couple of flying haymakers um, into the new year. So, we might oh, need a couple of practice sessions. We talked about. But speaking of that, let's just start with that uh, your little rap, lovey of uh, of this great fight. It didn't last long, but boy, did this boy mean business. What's your I, thoughts uh, on Tim Zoo?
1: I called it last week, no later than the did sixth you... round. I didn't realise it was going to be almost six seconds. Um, yeah. <laughs> it did it, just, did, did it even it go for a minute? Hey, Sorry, lovey. did it even go? There, for there a
2: minute. Minute. It was a minute. There was a minute.
1: Yeah, um, it just was a, a completely different completely different class. You could see the way uh, the young key, where you fell, just was almost overawed by the occasion the moment the bell started ringing. Um, yeah. Didn't even look to attack. I uh, don't know whether he was instructed to be as defensive as he was, but if anyone remembers how Costa used to fight, at the moment you went defensive, he just went whack. And he's taught Tim the same thing. Um, but like I said, you watch that fight every every punch that he landed in that sixty seconds. It's that last six inches before impact where he really just gives it. And um, that that's that's got nothing to do with anything else but technique. Beautiful, perfect technique that every boxer yeah. gets taught. He's he's just yeah. a machine. He yeah, should I'm get very, He's very clinical, isn't
2: he? Like you, yeah. like you look back. Talk. Obviously, we all remember how Costa fought, and he was like—he was clinical as well. But he's also had that bit of angry young man about him as well. Whereas Tim seems even more clinical. Again, he's just—just just, as you said, loving the power of his punches, but he just seems so precise with how he delivers them.
1: Hmm. Very economical.
0: Get ready, cuz because he's going to be power—not only power, but technique as well. So look out, mate. It's going to be a couple thrown your way. You better have the,
2: you, you better
0: have some good gloves.
2: Have really talked yourself up, mate.
1: Tell you that's what, right. a, hey Aaron,
2: has got a decent chin to
1: lead with too. <laughs> yeah. 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 All, Shouldn't oh, be uh, that Shouldn't
2: all be glass. Shouldn't be
1: that hard. I think. Shouldn't be that hard. I
0: think is worrying about the first step, and that's going to be the way in. So let's let's <laughs> get that bit done first. <laughs>
2: oh, um, all right,
0: let's yes. let's move on. Yes. Let's move on. I, I asked you guys for a scab- couple of moments. But we'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that on a, on the next lead up show.
1: Um, Move on, guys.
0: We'll keep this banter going oh, until we until we until we get in there, in there. But, Bobby, uh, I gave you a quick challenge um, as well that we talked about was one of the greatest sporting moments for you. Tell us a little bit about this moment that you love.
1: Is this Felty,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, Michael Phelps. So. Um it's a photo of all 28 medals that he's got from the four olympic games he competed in and it's not it's not a moment per se but it's uh oh, i guess the moment you can put all those medals around your neck your arms and all the rest of it uh everyone everyone talks about the tour de france you know multiple winners or tennis players golfers and all the rest of it is what are your greatest sports moments and even local sport but you can't you can't go past this guy's record. I mean, people say, oh, but it's just swimming. He's he's the best in the world. I think it was four, I can't remember. I think it was fourteen times at Olympics. And don't forget his world championships. He's got almost as many medals from the world championships as well. Um, he's the greatest individual sports person I can think of. Um, I guess the only other one I would put up there maybe would be Usain Bolt, um, but Apart from that, yeah, feltsy was just above and beyond for me. He, he is the greatest sportsman I have seen. Um, yeah, to put I, – I put this as an example. To put Ian Thorpe to the sword the way he did at the Olympics, I think it was in Greece, just that was it. That was it for me. Yep. And Thorpe, he was super. He was a superstar.
0: Uh, just on the Olympics, while you, while you touch on that, what's your thoughts of uh, boxing? not being part of the Olympics anymore. What's going oh, on mean, there? What, and
1: yet yeah, rapping
0: is? What, what is it, yeah. breakdancing? We're on the breakdancing now. So um, I well, think uh, well, the, the electric boogaloo and, and the cuz um, have probably got uh, great things in common there. We spoke about that at a gig the other night. Um, oh. it, was a, it was a pre-gig music and they were playing, you know, Dr. <laughs> Dre or some some sort oh, of music. Dr. Dre was rolling out.
2: What a yeah, it
0: wasn't quite wasn't quite the, the music we thought was going to be played. How
1: do you rate a worm, you rate a worm when you do the worm? Are they going to? How do they rate that in the Olympics? Is it a bit like rhythmic gymnastics or what's what's the go?
0: Well, I think Is Glenn's it? probably still got his old helmet, so I look forward to his camera. <laughs>
2: geez you just... Um, just so I, I, dragged
0: him out to, I dragged him out to a couple of gigs, lovey. Um, the first one was uh, the Casanovas the other night. Bit tough on a Sunday afternoon or Sunday night. But no, you uh, guys were absolutely super. So, love you. I, I look forward to dragging you to a couple of bands in the near future. Thank God, uh, wicked things didn't turn up from Sydney from North Northern Beaches because that could have got ugly. So, um, more than happy to
1: That'll be good fun. But the,
0: but the crookeds were very good. So, uh, uh, Glen was very impressed at uh, my dance moves. So, I look forward <laughs> to doing that at the next gig. And then uh, Monday night, which was. Uh, The Making Gravy special, um, 21st of December. Um, You missed the footage we played before, Glenn, but uh, they've put out a kind of a remix of of How to Make Gravy with a whole stack of artists, and it was just great to see. So even on again tonight at at the corner, um, and if you don't recognise that look or that album cover, um, The Doors, LA Woman, that is an exact rip. So there's no such thing as original art anymore like we spoke about uh, love when we talk about album covers. Um, now it's good to be inspired by art, no problem but um, you know, you've got to get up a bit early to, to trick me of where that art came from. So. <laughs> copyright. It's not copyright but you, you know you could use a little bit of originality so anyway uh, uh, all, it's part of the gig. Yeah. all part of the gig. So um, that brings me on to um, my kind of most famous sporting sporting moment. Um, I've got a further where this might be going. Yeah, well, I'm not sure if you'll guess this one, but this is it. Um and it's probably so one of the most nineteen
1: sixty-four Norm Smith. Okay. No, we're not going that far back.
0: Where this is the one of the best dunks you'll ever see and dunk comps. Um and it was just great to see this pick is just so iconic, Air Jordan. Um I think so many people had poster of that on their wall. Back in the day, um, and it's definitely one that uh, has been, you know, st- will obviously stand the test of time. So, Glenn, sadly, you didn't do your homework quick enough and send me anything for the most famous pick. But this is one of yours that uh, you really enjoyed, and I had to go and do the research for you. You just gave don't me that
2: well, moment with you in the
0: air.
1: You
2: come what's up?
1: your <laughs> favourite sports moment, Glenn? Is, is it uh, Homer eating donuts because that's what you gave, or what's the, what's the scenario? <laughs>
2: This
0: was it—the uh, great yeah, Gary Abbott with Gary Junior at training. Yeah,
2: junior, and the other one. That after I after all
0: those years, it'd be incredible what it, what it became. Um, this was another version of it that someone's put together, and I reckon this one's pretty cool too. Um, with young Gary and old Gary, wouldn't have been how amazing amazing would that have been to to ever see out on the same track? There's talk of LeBron James and his son maybe taking their court together in the next. A couple of years. So that would be an incredible moment for sure.
2: Yes. Maybe. Maybe not. Little, You're not so little, convinced. A little bit of pressure on the kid. I, I no,
1: no, no, no. All this crap about Charlie Woods this week. I mean, give, just leave the kid alone. Lenny Mabby's, Lenny Mabby's childhood first, please. It's just a bit bit over the top.
0: Yep, I agree. But the NBA's back uh, first yes. game today. So Uh, It should be a good season. It's going to be a shortened season. Hopefully, they can get through it. The NFL is going to look like they're going to struggle to even finish the season. Um, And the NHL has got a starting date around the 16th of Jan for a shortened season. So that's going to be interesting in the American sport. Um, Sports moments from the year. Lovey, tell us a little bit about your famous sports moment from this year. I'm just trying to find a pick here. Here we go.
1: Says it all. When you uh, when you when you talk the talk you were to walk the walk and yeah. this point did it all. Uh, if anyone knows the background around Tyson Fury the previous two years around his comeback, um, it's as good as it gets. And Wilder's not. Wilder's not a hack. He's a multiple world champion in his own right. But yeah. um, just the way Tyson Fury went about that particular encounter. And just broke that boy, broke that guy down and down and down over six six rounds. Um I wanted to keep going, but that was just that was that was la la land talking, not common sense. And I'm glad the trainers actually put the towel in because when people see it, it was just so methodical the way Fury went about it. Um, and to me, yeah, it's just a great comeback story. We all like one. Um, and for me, given there was limited sports play this year, I reckon that was probably the top for me from a comeback perspective. Yep. Um, so my famous sporting moment
0: from this year, and there's been a few and you look back and 2020 seems to have really dragged and other times all of a sudden we're here and we're in in the end of December and it's done. But, um, for me, this was the moment for me. Um, to see and Mike look like that, um, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago was just incredible. And, and I think, uh, for what he's going to do for boxing in the next twelve to eighteen months, so I think it's going to be great for the sport and great for the legacy of boxing. So, um, I think for as many things that have been done wrong, um, and we don't condone anything that he did wrong, but he's giving so much back now, and and hopefully that can continue to happen. Um, maybe We're it's a fight that. that'll be interesting.
2: Yep, I went a little, I went a little close to home with my sporting moment for the year. Obviously, like you. Lovely. my boys love their sport and especially their basketball. And just being able to take them to a games and have them play games again, and just watching them enjoy it. Like Lucas played last Saturday, got done by a point. Jack had a pretty good win. Um, I I filled in as coaching and just watching the my boys, but also the other boys, just getting them out, getting them out in the court again, and just watching the enjoyment to set back. And it's I think. They even realised how much they actually taken it for granted, granted. and just just watching them yep. all the faces, win, lose or draw, just seeing them get, that in, get out and enjoying it. And that was a pretty special moment to see that because I think I think a lot of kids have really missed that, their sport, whatever their sport of choice might be, whether it's tennis, cricket, footy, whatever it might have been, just yep. to get that sort of a normality back. And it was only for a couple of weeks before the Christmas break up. But it was, I think really good to see that happening.
1: Yeah, definitely. So genuine question, Caz. um Did you make sure you weren't marched out of the stadium when you were coaching the other night then? Just to be clear?
2: <laughs> just, just to make it clear for both of you because, it, like yourself, Ellen, there has been anger management issues at referee. Track records. Yeah.
1: Track records and the like.
2: Put it this way. If I was a horse going at a race, I'd go in at about seven or four, six to four, pretty short-post favourite. <laughs> and it's funny because... I've got to know the boys. They've been together this team for a couple of seasons. They're a good, really good bunch of young blokes. Well, they're not like the young men, but a couple of them said, "Now, Glenny, just keep it, just keep it quiet. Just keep a lid on it. Just do what you've got to do." And look, good. it's good. Okay, and that's the thing is, as you both know, we're all pretty passionate about things, and it's that's that's the, that's the skill. Any time you're coaching or right? even as a parent, just knowing when when it becomes not about you and Making it about the people who you're there for. So when it's for kids' sports or you're involved in their sport, it's about them, not you.
0: Yep, absolutely. And uh, you have our word that Lovey and I are going to come and watch you coach um, one of your games and uh, critique.
2: Well, he'll be there as well, mate. And I'll give you the tip, mate. You won't be critiquing me, mate. You'll be critiquing tr- 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 the angry man, in the Pistons t-shirt, mate, because he he goes right off, mate. Swearing language. Oh, do, doesn't. I'm doesn't, sure all, well at
0: all, mate. I'm sure any of that swearing's only accent to uh, to to push the story, mate. They're only accentuating and uh, the facts and what you what you're just trying warm, to get out warm, of the
1: boy. Warm, warm of Aaron, I'm just a warm apple pie, mate. It's okay. I'm, I'm nice. <laughs> oh.
0: Um one thing I want to uh, bring up was let's let's move into music for a second um, we're going to kind of wrap this up in 10 or so minutes so let's whip through a couple here once again because you haven't done your homework so we'll have to give you a challenge again for next week um, but
2: you asked album of the year you yeah, there was a
0: section hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, I'm holding the buttons here so there is a bit you didn't do because which is one of the questions I asked and that was album of this year that you've come across but uh, lovey You've uh, you've done a great job, and Midnight All are back again, and this this is going to be a great. Well, this is a great album. I know for a fact because I absolutely love Midnight All, and this. Oh, I think they've done a great job with this album, yep. Um, and years after Diesel and Dust, it's got a very similar feel, um, to that album.
1: It has. It has. What I like about it, though, they've. I don't think they they never had an ego, um, when they went about their music, but. The fact that they've involved so many Indigenous individuals in this album is just, it, it's outstanding. It's just fantastic. It's, it's what—it's what they've actually been trying to do for so many years. And I think now that they've got that platform, they've been able to get that, put that together, especially in COVID lockdown and lockdown. You and when they finished this album, it was still lots of uncertainty and all the rest of it. Um, Gadigal Land... It's just it's just long overdue for me from a, from a music perspective, and I'm glad it was Midnight all that did it, because um, yeah. they've been the ones on the forefront looking for Indigenous equality for such a long time now. Um, again, I, you know, it, the, 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 there's nothing political about this, and if anyone finds anything political about this album, have just got complete. They're, they're barking up the wrong tree. It, it is just a representation of really good indigenous music yeah there's a bit of protest in that but so what you know that's that's how they feel we protest about different things every day ourselves so they've got every right to do it the fact they've found a platform through midnight oil um i love it bring it on and it should be an album It, it should be an album that most australians should go out and purchase because it's reflective of the struggle but also the progression that they've made over certainly over the last hundred years. They have really wanted to reflect that through this music. And and I and I think it's great. And people need to people need to read the lyrics too. Read the lyrics. Yeah, well, the, first, the first, song
0: they released on that, first song they released on that First Nation um, with yeah. Jessica Malboy is an absolute ripper. Um oh phenomenal oh, I, I, I thought it was fantastic. So but she stands,
1: yeah. she stands again. She stands her grand next to Peter Garrett too. Don't worry about that. She's bloody good. Yeah. She's excellent. Yeah, yeah. absolutely and, and as you,
0: you're right, there's so many people that are still going to see this as some sort of political album. Um, they've never liked Peter Garrett, and they they kind of were wrapped that his demise of politics didn't last long after so many years of being there, but that just shows you what politics is really like because um, he had so much more to give in that space. So It's so disappointing to see he's not there. Um, okay. But I, I think it's a great album. Uh, if anything, I think it's a celebration of our yep. First Nations people, and I think um, – after all this time, I think it's just a celebration, and, and sad that it's still not equality. That's that's the, the fundamental issue. So, hopefully, we can over the next few years somehow get this right. Um, I'm not certain it's ever going to be right. Sadly, though, um, take
1: the politics out of it, and you're starting from there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and so that just, was. It's,
2: it's so away. simple to say that, lovey, but it's that'll never happen. Unfortunately, <laughs> if you just if you just gave people a chance to get on and took the politics out of it, and it'd be amazing how you know, well we'd get on. Yep. But yep, you're right, you're right.
0: So my album for this year um, isn't actually a new recorded album, it's just a new release album, and it's actually Powder Figures Unreleased.
1: Um, oh, yeah.
0: Which, if you haven't seen this, go away and actually look at the making of it and the the release of it and the way they've done it. Um, obviously... Talk About pick up where you left off. Well, then this was actually right in the moment, these were all the songs that didn't make the albums. Um, but it's an absolute, uh, absolute ripper, in my what's opinion. So, the,
1: Aaron, what's the name of the song that's on the radio at the moment from that album? I can't remember the name, of um, it's on yeah, the jar, sure which one there. it's been on the jar, a while, a, a week or two now. Yep, I just can't remember
0: yep. the name of the song. It's fantastic. No, I can't, can't pinpoint it at the moment. So, Glenn, we'll let you
1: find out what you get for
0: Christmas. Maybe you might get the Mariah Carey Christmas album or something you can give us a review on next week. But
2: What about He he flogs Mariah Carey to death that song, so if Jack's willing to do with me buying a gift it's a fairly good chance I might get that record.
0: Go back to Bing Crosby, mate, you'll be right Well, one thing you might (laughs) get is uh, one guest we had on, Damon Smith, his Christmas album, so he's, he's released a cheesy Christmas boogie woogie your woogie, music, music up on the land. So we we might get you a copy of that, cuz. Um you can uh, play much, that.
2: Very much, much appreciated. Be nice yeah. not to see
0: Mariah Carey get more royalties from this Christmas album that she's uh seems seems to come first on iTunes about this time of year and and banks it banks all the cash for the next part of the year. So yeah, don't hate the player hate the
1: game Aaron. Don't hate the player hate the game. I love Mariah. Yeah,
0: yeah, I oh, yeah totally <laughs> Wonderful. I
1: totally talk about you can't
0: you can't just blame her, mate. Michael Bublé's up there on the list as well. Yeah, so. correct. Yep. Um, let's talk just quickly about. Um, let's go with you first, cuz your one of your most loved albums. Let's let's run with this one. Oh. Neil Diamond's Hot August Night. What What's a great it, album cover.
2: This doesn't age. It's just still it's still one of the best. And it, if you speak to people. And like we've done over the like recent times with the podcast, we've spoken to some extremely talented musicians. And they've been going back to gigs, and even talking to, talking to um, Wolfie the other night about the Hologues Night album, and even he said it's just an iconic album. Yep, just, just one of yep, like, like, a, like one of the greatest songwriters slash storytellers of our generation, Neil Diamond. Yep, yep. And then, then go with songs, other songs he wrote that other other people saying like i'm a believer for the monkeys things like that like just an extremely talented man
1: yep i want to go um, to fenway park i want to go to fenway park and top of the seventh innings every home game sweet Caroline <laughs> every yes. time absolutely
2: yes absolutely
0: yep. um let's go with this is this is obviously a favorite one of the favorite albums for all three of us so i know we've got a, a, a general love for this um yep. what a great band uh who knows? Who knows? They could uh, reform and do another world too, obviously without Michael, but uh, uh, it's gonna be an interesting interesting uh, moment for In Excess and Toby Rand we had on, who's playing in a band with Gary Beers, who was a bass player at In Excess. Um, they're playing together now in the States and he's done he did a version um, a couple of songs for us a couple of weeks ago, which if you haven't watched it or listened to it, mate, go back and listen to it. He just absolutely nails. Um a couple of In Excess classics. So go in and have a look at that one. Um, so that album for you, mate, great album cover. Um, back in the day, the old skateboard. cars would have uh, loved the old skateboard, I'm sure. But uh, tell me what this album means for you,
1: lovey. Would have broken his arm or something stupid like that on a skateboard, but that's all right. Um, for me, I was, when this was released, I was 11 years old and I initially, Dad did, uh brothers in arms to death on on the old um on the old turntable and i liked australia for a little while yeah okay i've heard it again dad yeah great great i want to get it i want to get my own and uh and then i saw video hits back in early 1987 and all the rest of it and there's michael Hutchins and i thought oh this looks pretty cool and next thing you know you see a couple of the other songs, I went, that's it, i got to get this album. And it introduced me to, I guess, what you would call soft rock. Um, but more importantly, it just, it just established for me what I thought music was about. It was just a bunch of guys in a, in a, in a, in a, in a uh, garage that eventually gets to play concerts and stuff like that. And it's exactly how this album came across for me. It was just a bunch of guys having fun and, and um, what a voice. What a voice! Yeah. That, that it just—it um, took me a decade to work out the importance of "Never Tear Us Apart," and I can't stand how Port Adelaide have ruined that. But um, just the meaning behind that song and what it, why it meant so much to that band and Michael in particular—I was yeah. too young to understand it at that time. Yep, fast you, you read up about it. Yeah, you, you can see why it meant that album meant a lot to them.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I know it's uh, still one of the best concerts potentially. Oh, yeah, you know, in my top ten, uh, that went that yeah. Wembley. Do
1: you know how many songs they played um, in that that night? No, thirty-one. Really? Yeah, they played thirty-one songs
2: in that concert that night. It was just staggering. They just went wherever yeah, we, and ever. We can. Yeah, that's almost like three albums,
0: isn't it? Really? Yeah. Kaz, um, moving to your second album, and these aren't in necessarily in any order, it's uh, Die Straits, Money for Nothing. This was the first CD given to me by my uncle with a, with a new CD player, and it was the, my very first listen. Um, not to Die Straits, but hey, what an album. Great, great. Epic album cover too. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, what this album means to you, Cuz.
2: A lot, like Lovely, obviously, been a little bit, oh, 87, sort of, when, when it came out, though, sort of 85, started, started to, to head out, admittedly illegally, but <laughs> <laughs> 15, 16 sort of thing, and you'd go out. But that, they were just so, they were so huge. Like, and with MTV was in its infancy then, it's not like it is sort of now with other shows on there, it was just It was just music videos, and watching the video, like, if you look back, we watch music videos now at our age. Turn the clock back to 1985. What are we talking? 35 years ago. When the film clip for Money for Nothing came on, it's one of the most amazing film clips of all time, the mm-hmm. cartoon film clip. And I thought, who are these guys? It's like I'd heard of Salt and to Swing, but then to hear this album and then, as you said, lovely, the extension of Brothers and Arms, I thought, and then going to their concert at Olympic Park, would you say Mark Knopfler was an entertainer? No, but God, their songs were just amazing. Like they just had songs after song after song after song and yep. they all they all seemed to be hits.
0: Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Let's uh let's move to one of mine. Um yeah. The Boss. Yeah. Um mate, this was an epic album cover. It was to me, this was just all I wanted to be as a kid was part of anything to do with US, the USA. Um and Bruce Springsteen absolutely typified that. And to hear Rusty talk before that at seventy one, odd that Bruce Springsteen still rips another unbelievable album out and probably potentially even one of his best. So, um, you know, what a what an absolute superstar. This was iconic. This is one of those albums that I remember me and my sister would fiddle, dance around the lounge room thinking we were we were part of uh, you know, the whole, the whole boss experience, mate, it was, it was just a, just a great time, 80s um, music, so moving to one, of, my next one is um, one that we touched on before, Midnight All, but this actual album, this 10 to 1 album was, was one. huge, every song on it, to me, still just, you know, if ever I want to just quickly relive any part of my childhood, have a laugh, have a good time, think of where I was at the time, pull out the old chopsticks and and smash them on a few ironing boards and pots and pans, mate. I uh, I had an absolute ball as a air drummer um, with Midnight Oil, and um, this is an absolute great album. Um, I know you guys uh, would have definitely given this a rip many a times yourselves.
2: Oh, just a, one of the greats, man I, I remember going to their concert at Kuyong when people were throwing all the mats up in the air, and it was just just like, just iconic. Just the way they had the crowd, is absolutely iconic. Yep. probably will go as one of the greatest bands in the world. Not only Australia, but when they went overseas and the and the impact they had in the US market as well.
1: Yeah, it touched before my time, but ten to one, I've listened to that in full a number of times, and it's it's, it's almost their best one. It's got to be close. Yep. They're um, back. They're back. Back with more.
0: So um, let's go with the last one that we picked you up on. We touched on the excess, but this is, a, this is a great album cover too. Um, yep. This would have been a hand-painted art back in the day too. No photography. Would have been a commissioned artist. It's just great. Um, classic. Is uh, late 80s? Yeah, it would, would
2: have probably been about 86. No. Like, uh, it
1: was I, before I was
2: Number one, mid 80s, I reckon
1: 84, 85, I think it was.
2: Yeah, right. I was a bit torn between it, whether to mention this one or The Swing, which came out not long after this one. And there's a couple of songs on The Swing, like Original Sin's a great song, but a couple of songs on The Swing, like Dancing in the Jetty, which obviously they play at their concerts and that, but they weren't well known songs. But now when you listen to Triple M and that, they get played now and you think, just great songs. Like, they're known yep. for Never Set Terrace Apart, which is a wonderful song. Original Sin, Kick. Um, their song, Arsenal, is very well-loaded. But some of their songs, their early stuff, some of their album songs were fantastic, like Johnson's Aeroplane, songs like that. Just great songs.
0: Yep, yep. Um, 83, December 83. So oh, you're, you are yeah. always are on the money with uh, early 80s. Um. Yep almost 84. So just before we get into a little bit heavier music that we, uh, we've we all got some sort of love for, um, this was a, another epic album for me. This was one of those ones that I got introduced to through another older mate, and he just said, mate, have a listen to this. And this was classic, as you said before, watching uh, MTV or Rage back in the day. Um, yes. And, yeah, you know, Where the Streets Have No Name and, and songs like that, you two just absolutely were well, one of my absolute loves um before i sort of pushed into the broken out harder kind of music music scene so in speaking of one of those this was uh this was one for you lovey faith no more um this this is a great album another great album cover
2: v- very underrated band weren't they Faith no more they had some very good songs
1: oh, look, yeah, why it, I the way the well, these guys went <laughs> about it, they um, it's, they any one it's only one of those self they? one of those self by about 1998. But um, I mean, they're still going strong. They're still together. But King for a Day, Fool for a Lifetime, for me, it's an album that went number one across the world. But it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, wasn't like their previous albums that that stayed around for a long time. But the, what's underestimated the most is Mike Patton's voice ranges. I mean, he can. He can he can kill a cat with his voice in one song, and then the next next song it sounds like. Oh, gee, what I said before, you can sing like Frank Sinatra in another song in this whole CD. I mean, you talk about digging the grave and evidence and ricochet, um, but there's a song in there called. or uh, well, there's a few other songs on this. A star ad, he just goes up and down in his voice range. There's last to know what a day, and, and, and the momentum of the song of the album just. It shunts and it shifts and it shunts and it's just the way that they they went about it. And it, it when I first heard it, um, I was expecting relative relatively heavy music. This thing blew my head off. It was just unbelievable. And it was off the back of that sort of ninety to ninety four five um, grunge movement. Grungy period, yeah, yeah, that's right. But these guys weren't grunge. These guys were just full on bang and I just they, took it, they just this album just took it to another level every song on it has got a has got a different quality to it
0: yep yeah well this album for me was it was the classic tape tape player in the car um yep. and it just it was just constant and how many times i rewound that tape flipped it over yep. and I at the right spot for the for the b side as i flip over and have i ever have I nailed where i'm up to uh, just what a what an epic album! I, I just think it's such fun road trips listening to that album, and and uh, honourable mention <laughs> to,
2: to this song? album.
1: Oh yeah,
0: honourable honourable mention yeah. to this album too. Um, epic album cover after all these years, but the Nirvana talk about writing that Faith No More window. Um, they are incredible. And speaking of being in that window, um, this was one band that we all have got a love for: Fell Jam. This Vitalogy album '94, um, around December '94, I remember getting this classic for Christmas. It was a different feel, kind of album cover. I remember the actual album cover um, came out. It wasn't in a in the classic plastic jewel case, you know. It was something different. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, Pearl, you know, Pearl Jam. What's your what's your thoughts on Pearl Jam, cuz you're a fan?
2: Oh, mate, lo- love them. Just, just. I love lovey, talking before about the guy from Faith and Law vocal range. Listen to some of the songs over time that Eddie Vedder and the crew from Pearl Jam have sung and performed. Like they did that cover of that song from the fifties, that Last Kiss. Like yep. you look at that, then you look at a song like Jeremy. you to see Sarah again too. Lovey, thank you for dropping in again. She is an absolute star, mate. She just she is that can to get on the podcast. It's not funny. Tell her she's invited anytime. Love to have her. Get on with your show.
1: <laughs> By the way,
2: Jeremy's not even on Vitality, pal. Hurry up.
1: Yeah, you got no, the wrong just... album, mate. Come on, what, mate.
2: What for that doing? What's your, what you Jam... what? your favourite Pearl Jam song?
1: Nothing, man. What? You even heard hey, of it? Yeah, it's
0: pretty close for me to be honest.
1: I that a corduroy. It's a, there's another song on the, on Vitalogy called Corduroy, and yeah, just, corduroy. The, just 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 the, the the way the bass is moving at the start, and then it just twangs and it just goes crunch straight into the yeah. straight into I've Eddie Vedder just going nuts.
2: I've just added Vitalogy on my um, playlist, so I'm just working my way through it. So Corduroy, you reckon, mate? And Nowhere Man. Nothing, Nothing, man. 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 Nothing,
1: man. Sorry. Yep. Well, I love the the it, man. Spin the black yeah, circle. Yeah. Spin the black circle. Still a favourite
0: song on that, but yeah, mate, yeah last. Music, not for you, yeah. And there's yeah. Some such, such great tracks on it, so it's uh, yeah. Spin the black circle. It's one of those ones. It's uh, it's a short song, but it's it's definitely one I play before I go out, mate. It's it's a ripper.
1: You can wreck your house in two minutes with it.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> right. You'll clean up pretty quick, that's for sure. <laughs>
1: Correct. Um,
0: yeah, um, there's a few few on that song, um, on that album actually. So Corduroy mm. is is definitely one of my favourites. So um I've where'd we get to? I think I've got maybe one more, or I think that might be it. Um well, one I didn't bring up, but I wanna give a shout out to this old album too. Jeff Buckley, Grace. Jeff Buckley. Um whole different angle for me when i when i discovered this 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 album and and who jeff buckley was and didn't know the you know story or or what had happened and tragically drowned but um that song grace the last goodbye um like his version of hallelujah like it's just epic mate epic so if you you don't know this album anyone out there mate this guy was incredible um and well, the second album know. that was released, he uh, was only his only album. And the second album that yeah. got released um, by That's his yeah. girlfriend,
1: Posthumous, The second album, Posthumous, Yeah, uh, something like
0: yeah. it was something like "Tales uh, from My Sweet My Some Sweetheart the Drunk" or something was was the title of the album. And um, yes, yeah, it made it's it's almost as good as that first album, but not not a lot of people know it. Um yeah, good. So Glenn, good. have you got another one? Have you got one last one for us?
2: For me or lovey. You. Gwen. for uh, album.
1: Well, Glenn and yeah. homework really battles here. Come on, Glenn. Bring it home, mate.
2: <laughs> Look, show my age a bit here, and obviously you're a you're a product of the albums that your parents had. Bing Crosby I you it Bing Crosby. <laughs> I did love Bing. I was really a really big fan of Band on the Run by Wings. Right. Yep. Just like as we know, look, Paul McCartney, everything you touch turned to gold. Beatles, yep. Wings, Dolo, the man's amazing. And look, that, like that, there's two bank, there's two albums that obviously had more than two wings. But there was one, I think it's called oh, Venus and Mars from from memory. I'm going with. I'm not too sure. But then Band on the Run, and a little bit of trivia. If you put the cover up again, have a look at it. Can you name the famous people on the cover, of band on the run?
1: No.
0: Probably so not from got, that image, but it so looks like got, Dipper up the top there.
2: <laughs> up the back. Um, Brian Wood on the right up the top. Yeah, Brian, Brian Wood. You've got Christopher Lee. So the, the bloke standing up the top, that's not the guy next to me, Christopher Lee, played Dracula in a lot of movies in the late 60s and 70s um michael parkinson over to the side with his finger cropped as a gun on the right hand side uh, the guy yep. the guy that backs an actor as well i think it's james Coburn. yeah so there's some yep. famous people in the, in the photo
0: right oh beautiful
2: what about your have you found an album or
0: an artist that you didn't kind of resonate with before during this COVID period or or Obviously, well, I've introduced you to a couple it's more it's bands.
2: Not so much an album, but I th- you, look, and I know it's more, she's probably been a bit active over the last sort of 12 to 18 months as much as this month. But look, obviously, having a 17-year-old boy and his eclectic music tastes, I've, been, I've become a bit of a fan of um Tones and Eyes, some of her songs.
0: Right. Bit of what, Dance Monkey? That, that'd be you, your gig, wouldn't it?
2: <laughs> bit, of, yeah, bit of Dance Monkey, yeah. Just to yeah. let you
0: know, she did an impromptu gig, Burke Street, out the front of the... Windows, my music windows about, or whatever they call my windows.
2: What um you missed that out there.
0: You missed out there, mate. Yeah, I think it was in the last week or so. So not really one that I would say that I was sad to miss that gig, but what a
2: groupie um, late, I'm, I'm not that's one yeah. thing I'm not, mate, but thank you. One no, thing I'm... we
0: probably shouldn't shouldn't start that discussion is cousin groupie. So um Lovey, <laughs> who, who have you found, mate? where have you yeah. found someone that you an old album that you uh, dragged out of the archives that you're now given a spin again or someone you hadn't uh, heard of for a while and, and now so, love again?
1: Yeah. That's your, that's your best man. Uh, I've been looking that's at – uh, I've always liked the Beatles. Um, yep. The last year or two, though, I've really got the back catalogue out. And, you know, to Rusty's point before, when he brought up Letter It Be, I was I was wrapped. Um but you you can go to all twelve studio albums alone. Put that all together. Chuck that on your Spotify. You've got hours of listening, and it's just the best music ever. I mean, people. people some people didn't like the song. I loved it. Held a skelter. I thought that was just an yeah. standard song. Um, yeah. And I can I can play that on repeat. Um, I'm the warist. So I can play that on repeat. I love that song. Just the just the chilled sort of feel about it. But that gets to my next point. I haven't really found a band or nothing. Um, but I've been able to find, with COVID and the lockdown, I've been able to find a bit of chill, you know, some playlists that are a bit more chilled. So stuff that you can almost fall asleep to and and just relax a bit more because obviously you look at my previous choices of music uh, in the last 20 minutes or so, there, there's not a lot of rest time. Um, yep. But I've sort of, with lockdown, I've sort of been able to work out, oh, yeah, you can, you can have some music that puts you off the sleep. So that's yep. probably been me.
0: Yeah, good. Very good. Yeah. Um, I think we might leave it there, boys, today. One thing I'd fail to talk about or quickly promote is next week's show. This is someone who I've been trying to hunt down for a while and it's a great asset for us and it's our, going to be our first female artist um, on, the, on the show. So let me just bring that up. Not there. Let me see... That's not going to work. Let me, um, one second, guys. Let me not bring Glenn up.
1: Yeah, don't do that again.
2: Okay. It's uh, Laura Davidson. So I should have had
0: that picture done a little bit differently so I couldn't bring it up. Um, on top of the screen. But um Laura Davidson is part a multi talented museo and is in a huge combination of different acts, um, all the way from uh, covers uh, carpers cover, carpenter's cover band. Um, <laughs> that she plays with with another mate of ours, Wolfie. Um so that's you one at
2: that mate or
0: what? Yeah, I know, I got a bit tongue tied there. That's what happens after when you start a show an hour in, but uh, after when you turn up, Co. So thanks for thanks for coming on late. <laughs>
2: Um, I knew it in my fault.
0: We will break this probably into two shows now that uh, you've you've uh, gladly joined us, and we've broken the conversations after after Rusty. But I know you would have. I was very disappointed because i queued Rusty up for your your famous question regarding the dinner dinner table, and and sadly we didn't get to ask that. So Rusty's going to be devastated because I gave him a little bit of homework, and he'd actually had a, queued up a, a few good artists. Um, not, to talk about, I, tr- I
2: trust
0: you to ask the question. I no, trust no, now. that's that's your wheelhouse, mate. So I'd, ah. I left that one for you. It's one Thank I could you. guarantee you were going to ask. Um, but yeah, next week, um, Laura, Davy, look forward to that. It's going to be obviously it's right close to Christmas or after Christmas, right close to New Year's, actually. Um, given that it's the thirtieth, But Wednesday the thirtieth, we're going to do that at eight o'clock. We're going to have Laura. She's going to sing us a couple of songs as well so everything from the Carpenters um, and also she's in a ACDC cover band where she's the lead singer so something very different ACDC oh if God. you haven't heard of them so talk about go from two completely different genres um, Laura Davidson for next week so that will be good so guys wear awesome. your best gear bring your, oh, best, uh, bring your best voice cuz because I know um, you might be singing along with a couple of Carpenters classics if not a bit akka
2: Lovely, mate. Sounds like a plan.
1: And then also sort your alarm clock out too, mate. Make sure you're in at 8 o'clock. That'll be good.
2: Jeremy, come lately with T-shirt. He's calling the shots. I like it.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, it looks like you're sitting in a hammock there, cuz. So thanks for um, sitting up nice and neat <laughs> for us too. Um, appreciate that. But, boys, sincerely, though, um, absolutely have a great Christmas. Uh, I know this is going to be a really special one in respect of it's going to be a close-knit. Christmas um, for people that don't have big families necessarily or whatever because we've got still got some sort of restrictions around that. Um, but guys, nothing more important than hugging your loved ones this Christmas and actually appreciating how far we've actually come this year. Um, and good to to be in a position where this show has reached out to so many people um, and you know to the point where Kaz has even got his first fan. Um, he was he was fan fan uh, pinned at a gig that. Oh, you're the guy on the pod, on that podcast. So he was very impressed um, and yeah, very happy did, with himself. We
1: what we body did, part uh, did you sign,
2: Cuzz? What's that? What body part did you sign? Oh dear! Yeah, well that was discussed by the by the respectful man sitting next to you on the TV at the moment, mate. He did make a comment about that, but no, nothing.
0: <laughs> yes. So it never happened. And uh, just to touch on one of our <laughs> best sporting moments of the year, no doubt the Melbourne storm and being premiers, So I had to give that a bit of a, bit of a pump at the same time. So guys appreciate your time. Once again, have a great Christmas. Um,
1: yeah, thanks for doing too, it. With
0: me. It's great. It's great fun. Lovey. Uh, I know you've come on later in the piece in the last, uh, you know, few shows, but mate, it's great to have you part of it. And at least you are, you turn up on time. So appreciate well,
1: it. i have uh, going to give you some chop out from cars. Don't I? So, you know, if I can help that there, Aaron, that's, that's fine by me.
0: We've well, always got someone reliable. In. And just to let you know, because my mum was still watching, mate, so she <laughs> she will critique your work.
2: So. Thank you, Jan Cusack. I'm looking forward to sitting down over a cup of tea and just having a little yarn with you about your son.
1: Don't do it, Jan. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Take it easy. Look see out for to see you. See you, lad.